If you're ever in that situation, Vince, when someone needs immediate help, eight-year-old Lionel has this advice. Just don't be scared. Be, be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Don't be scared. Hey, so for the rest of his life, how does he face any discipline? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 611 Wisconsin's Morning News this Thursday morning. Now, sometimes they actually do find the hate people who pull this stuff. Far more often than should be. We've got thousands of drivers inconvenienced, and, and that's not the worst of it. In a wild west on the freeway with people shooting out their cars into traffic. Oh. How often? I mean, it was it was a lot for, for a while there. It seemed like it was once a month, if not more, where they're shutting down the interstate because of a report of shots yes. fired. They'd find casings or you'd see the bullet holes in a car. Most recently, you might recall, we were on the air here, Wisconsin's Morning News, just ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday, November 20th, and had one of these freeway shutdowns on I-94 in Waukesha. I'm amazed at how often this happens. Sad, Assuming that it? it is a shots fired incident, and to fill you in as to why we're connecting those dots, what we have is the you know all of the eastbound lanes closed, so no traffic is getting through, and then you see deputies walking across all lanes of traffic, looking at the pavement. And what we've seen when we've had a, a report of shots fired is they're looking for shell casings right. or some any other evidence that may be on the road. So that was back from November 20th. No incidents, as Debbie yeah, not, said. Not current. Happening right now. But we did later confirm that at 6.30 in the morning, a driver reported somebody pulled a gun on the freeway and fired off around that hit their car. Freeway was shut down for a long time. A couple hours, I think, if I remember correctly. And Eric, Always is. you were expressing your frustration with this. You hear, oh, well, there clearly was shots fired because there's damage on the other vehicle. And then that's the end of it. Never Never seemed to hear about people being taken into custody for it. Well, guess what? I'm about to tell you about that, Eric. Exactly that. Got this from Lieutenant Nick Wenzel, Waukesha County Sheriff's Office, just a few days ago. They pulled over a vehicle that was suspected of being involved in that incident. Deputies arrested a 27-year-old Milwaukee woman. They say they recovered a gun and that the woman admitted to the freeway shooting last month. She is now charged with... First degree, recklessly endangering safety, discharging a firearm from a vehicle, and carrying a concealed weapon. According to the Waukesha County Sheriff's Office, uh, those charges pending. So, there. All right, great. Hey, we got one. All right, I'll eat crow. I'm no, happy you don't to. have to eat crow. You're right. We did. Where do these things go? So, an important follow-up. I wanted to That's share that excellent. with everyone you. this morning. Appreciate very much their follow-up on this, too, and letting us know so that we can let you know. 614, Brandon Snide's got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After dropping their last two games, the Green Bay Packers are officially on the outside looking in for the playoffs. The Packers defense gave up over 450 total yards in Sunday's loss to Tampa Bay, and many questions have begun being asked with defensive coordinator Joe Barry and his job security. Could Green Bay possibly look to make an in-season move? ESPN's Adam Schefter. There would have to be, in my mind some sort of performance to warrant an in-season firing. Like, I mean, a disgraceful showing that leaves you no choice. And I I don't see the Packers doing that. I mean, you know, they they should have found a way to win the game on Sunday. They did allow the big pass to David Moore. Couldn't bring him down. I, I don't think you're firing the defensive coordinator over that. I don't think. 
Shefty on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee this week talking about Green well, Bay. He talks well, about a bad and, defensive performance. And, 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 and. It was a whole game of that. <laughs> well, he says, I don't, it have to be a bad performance. Right. I, and the week before. Did you watch that <laughs> <Right>. game? <laughs> Speaking of that bad defensive performance, Matt LaFleur confirming that team had a players meeting to air out some of those grievances on defense. We had a great meeting on Monday, a very open forum where anybody could speak and there were some things that were said and but I, I do think we're all about finding solutions. How can we best communicate with one another? And it, it starts with myself and it goes down to Joe and the assistants, down to our players and then on the field we need everybody communicating so obviously that's a big time point of emphasis and just making sure that we understand not only what we're doing but why we're doing it as far as on the field for the packers linebacker devondre campbell safety darnell savage receivers christian watson Jaden reed and guard elton jenkins all not participating in practice on wednesday over to the NBA, where the 20-7 and Milwaukee Bucks are back to work tonight as they welcome in the Orlando Magic to close out their six-game homestand. The Bucks are winners of their last five games and will look to extend their home winning streak to 15. Bucks guard campaign on when this team started to gel together. Hey, man, that Indiana Pacer game, man, our camaraderie is at all-time high right now, and it's, it's showing on the court. Uh, it's showing on the defensive end. We got everybody back, man. Uh, I just feel like it's a lot of camaraderie, and we keep building it. So they took Giannis's ball, the Pacers did, and that's when the yeah. Bucks were like, you know what? We're going to start playing well. hell with this. Right? <laughs> we're going to show you up. We the got Bucks. Giannis. We got Dame. The odds-on favorite to take yeah. the East. 15-3 and three in their last 18 games, so... Things are y'all are, stay down are trending up for the Bucks. But speaking of of Giannis, the the Bucks have listed him as questionable tonight due to a right foot sprain. Milwaukee Orlando tipping off tonight at seven p.m. Bucks shoot around. We'll get rolling right here on WTMJ beginning at six. And lastly, Vince, we got some baseball news out of Milwaukee. The stove starting to heat up for the Brewers as Milwaukee sent off veteran pitcher Adrian Hauser and outfielder Tyrone Taylor to the New York Mets on Wednesday in a trade. In return, the Brewers receiving pitching prospect Coleman Crow who did have Tommy John surgery in August. He is expected to miss all of 2024. The first trade between Matt Arnold and his former boss, David Stearns, over there in New York. Right, both guys that I like and respect and I think are great at their Mm -hmm. jobs. So you wonder in this chess match, are they trying to best each other? Are they like, you guys could probably use this and we could probably, like, is it a win-win or... Now, do you Somebody think, getting the better of the other. Do you think this opens up the floodgates now for more? I don't know. Who do you got? Who we Corbin got? Burns. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I got Pete Alonzo. Yeah, the Hauser thing only bothers me in that the guy that we're getting, like, we don't know what we got. Yeah, and Arnold did it did say he has been coveting Crow for quite some time. He did have, obviously, yeah, Tommy John he surgery. he had his arm repaired. Yeah, so uh, it, it looks like it's got a piece for the future, but you can kind of see where the direction the Brewers are going. 619 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Talking about the trade between the Brewers and Mets, I feel like you and I could have executed a trade yesterday. Why? I'm happy with my end of the deal. <laughs> oh, I, I, I had nothing to offer you. <laughs> so it's holiday concert season, of course, at the kids' school, and Eric gets out in a half hour. Yeah, they cranked through it. And Come we on. heard a lot of music, too. It was like seven or eight songs, boom, done. And by 7.30, we were walking out to the lobby to oh. find the kids. Middle school? The, this was the middle this school? This is middle school. Yeah, so seventh and eighth grade. Okay, at the high school, we had choir and orchestra. They performed Ooh, together. Okay, so that sounds like a longer show. Hour and a half, and then some. <laughs> Maybe a little change. How'd that go for you? Uh, it was fine. It was, uh, 
we're at the point now with my kids older that we sort of traded the cute pageantry of, you know, kids falling all over each other and yeah. puking on the Christmas sweater and all right. that. Like for a show that's actually pretty good. That's pretty good music. I, I believe right. it. I believe it. How about you? Do you have I did so I brought a little taste. You want oh, a little yes. taste? Okay. Yes, please. Here you go. Okay, maybe not. That's <laughs> That's not how it sounded. Uh, so seventh grade, uh, my daughter just, uh, this is her very first choir. So she's never done like actual, like this type of chorus. She's, you know, done like the, you know, middle school when they all kind of stand up there. But this is actually like. Oh, she's for, in choir. Yeah, or she's actually like, in. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's. Fantastic. Yeah, they sound pretty good. Right, so that's one of their songs. They're a little round in there, right? And then they brought back uh, this classic that you might recognize. From Home Alone. Sure. Yeah. And then uh, wrapped it up. Occasionally you'd see, you know, a couple of kids up there looking at each other, talking to each other. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of... It's always the boys, too, who like didn't want to be there. Their mouths aren't even moving. Like, Come on, man. At least mouth the words, right? We'll right. never know. Right. But I, I thought they did very well. I was very, I was very impressed with the 7th and 8th graders. And here's, you can tell how good they were just by the crowd. Listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Super excited. So yeah, good night. Good night. It's one of those things where it's a late night sometimes, particularly for if, if you're up early with us right now. Probably it would be late for you by your standards as well. But... It's one of those things that parents tell me all the time they miss. Gets around the holiday season, like oh, I'm, yeah. I miss that. At the mo- in the moment, you're crazy. It's like when do we eat? Get the one right. dressed. Yep. You're this around. is what you're wearing. They said to wear this. <laughs> Go back up there. Brush your hair. You know, all of that hustle mm-hmm. and bustle. But then you miss it when it's gone. So we had, like I said, orchestra choir last night in Greendale, and a really cool tradition. The community is invited to close the show every year, singing on stage. So you don't just sing in your seat. Okay. You want to sing? Come on up. Um, and they do Handel's Messiah, oh, and that is not an easy song. And there's always that little palpable anxiety when it gets into the really high notes. Okay, hanging in there. One more. Here we go. Take it up. Yeah, right. Nice. Parents, choir alumni, some. I saw some first-year college kids back from school, and they hopped up there, which I thought was super cool. And I was impressed to hear that you went up there. I did not. (laughs) Everybody stay in their lane. His uh, Christmas Carol outfit. Yeah, that's great. So the Christmas holiday solstice, December winter Mm -hmm. concert, whatever they call it at your school, ladies and gentlemen. Bucks got the magic in town tonight. Brandon Snide looks ahead in sports at 6.45. Record-breaking holiday travel rush is now underway, Vince. That's right. One of the busiest days of the year at the airports is today. I'm mixed up in this. I got my college kid coming home from New York. Oh, excellent. How's that going so far? I get up at 3.30 in the morning. That's when the alarm clock goes off. At 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Eastern, phone's behind. Uh-oh. What? Uh, something's going on at work. She's like, I'm in the Uber. Okay, good. Which is good. I wanted to know that, but <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, she is apparently on the plane. So oh, we excellent. Are, we are tracking this. Excellent. All right. If you wanted to guess or had to guess, how many flights do you expect to take off today? Takeoffs, d- domestic, U.S. U.S. Yes. takeoffs today. Um 
4,312. 5 million. I'm kidding. Uh, no, <laughs> not 5 million. And you're wrong, too. 49,000 flights Whoa. today. Major airlines say most passengers will fly today through Saturday. Delta says it will transport nearly 9 million passengers over the holiday. American expecting more than 12 million. And United Airlines saying this Christmas season will be its busiest on record, transporting around 9 million passengers over the holiday with nearly 4,000 flights each day. ABC's Gio Benitez there. So hopefully this goes well. Here's what the United Airlines uh, Senior VP of Chief Communications had to say. You'll appreciate this line. Those planes are going to be full. The airports are going to be full. I'm not going to, like, sugarcoat that. (laughs) All right. It's going to be a heavy lift here. Pack your patience, I guess, is what he's trying (laughs) to say. Well, I was off by a factor of 10. Yeah. It's a lot of airplanes in the sky. Yeah, move a zero. 638 on Wisconsin's Morning News. It's time to celebrate an everyday hero presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care, Azura Memory Care. This is when we celebrate, Vince, those average Johns or Jane Doe's that had no idea that when they got up that morning, they would be saving a life. I heard you putting this one together this morning. This is, this is a good one. This one is a Johnny Doe, okay. if you will. We head to Spokane Valley, Washington. Monica Bermudez suffers from regular seizures. It's part of a health condition she has. One day, she was in the house with her kids. Last thing I remember, so I was um, with my son in the kitchen, and that's all. That's all she remembers. Uh-oh. In the kitchen? That's all she remembers. She suffers seizures. She suffered one that moment. The only other two in the room were her eight-year-old son, Lionel, and her one-year-old daughter. So what did the boy do? What did Lionel do? He called 911. He answered questions from the dispatcher. He explained the situation because he knew that his mother had had a condition that could lead to seizures. All the while, he was taking care of his tiny sister, who's one year old, walking around. She needed attention. Captain Josh Lofton with the Spokane Valley Fire Department tells TM, or I'm sorry, tells News 4 now in Spokane. What stuck with me uh, for an eight-year-old boy uh, was something I would expect from somebody in their 20s to 30s uh, to be able to answer all those questions, do all that kind of stuff. So here's the cool part. Lionel was honored with a life-saving award for his heroic actions. His actions that day uh, did make a huge difference in uh, saving his mother's life. Saved his mother's life because he stayed cool, calm, collected. He knew what to tell them. He knew how to handle his sister. His mom had only one word to describe him. He's my hero because if he wasn't for him, I don't know. Maybe I'm not here. Maybe I'm not here. And if you're ever in that situation, Vince, when someone needs immediate help, eight-year-old Lionel has this advice. Just don't be scared. Be, be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Don't be scared. Hey, so for the rest of his life, how does he face any discipline? I noticed you haven't finished your vegetables. Yeah, I'm not eating them tonight. I like them apples. You know, Mom, I, uh, I did save your life that one time. Life. I am your hero. Everyday Hero presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. 
The Milwaukee Bucks will look for home win number 15 in a row tonight as they welcome in the Orlando Magic to Pfizer Forum to wrap up their six-game homestand. The Bucks have list- listed Giannis as questionable due to a right foot sprain. Tip-off tonight set for 7 p.m. The Wisconsin Badgers have finalized their 2024 recruiting class. 22 players signing their letters of intent on Wednesday, as well as landing top recruit in four-star defensive lineman Ernest Willer Jr., with Willer's commitment, the Wisconsin football program solidified a top 25 recruiting class for 2024. And lastly, lastly, the offseason stove heating up for the Brewers as Milwaukee agreed to a trade with the New York Mets on Wednesday afternoon. Brewers sending off pitcher Adrian Hauser and outfielder Tyrone Taylor. In return, Milwaukee receiving pitching prospect Coleman Crow. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. What a season this has been for the 2023 Green Bay Packers, and with still three weeks remaining, there is certainly more to come out of it. Look, if you told me back in April that this team, given the amount of injuries they would have, which has forced many rookies to step up and play, would still be fighting for a playoff spot in late December, I would have considered this season an immediate success. Now, in the same breath, if you had told me that the main reason they were on the outside looking in, and it wasn't because of their first-year starter in Jordan Love and the youth, I would have immediately known something must have gone south with, yet again, a Joe Barry-led defense. In a year where the chips were stacked high against head coach Matt LaFleur, for the most part, as bumpy as the season has been, he has proven he belongs where he is. However, with that being said, these last three weeks will prove to be the most vital part of his coaching career thus far. Even with coaching in big games, NFC championships, and breaking records, This Packers locker room and maybe the future of many players lie in the hands of their head coach. There is clearly some sort of split amongst players on the decision to retain and employ defensive coordinator Joe Barry after he allowed yet again in consecutive weeks the NFC Offensive Players of the Week. How does the floor handle that divide going forward? How does he remain loyal to his coaches yet allow his players who are clearly upset with those said coaches to have a voice and be heard? It is, without question, going to be the most important decision he makes, or rather, he doesn't make. In a game where the winners and losers are determined on the field, in my opinion, LaFleur's biggest battle is one that lays off the field. You want to get in on Producer Pancake's playlist here, text the word JINGLE, J-I-N-G-L-E, to the Old National Bank Talk and text line 855-616-1620. He'll blast that out with you. Some alternative Christmas music for this time of year. Bringing our teammate from ESPN, Wisconsin, Jen Lotta. And I was t- I was telling Eric before, Jen, I've got a, a holiday traveler right now, my college kid in New York, so 18 years old, who six months ago, I wasn't sure she was going to find her way home from school much less find her own way home from New York, texting us every step of the way. I'm in the Uber. I'm at the airport. I'm on the plane. So, so far, so good. She's one of 115 million people they expect to be traveling over this holiday season. Uh, At some point, can you all fill me in on the pancake producer thing? Not right now, but producer pancake or however that came about. I would love to to understand the backstory there. There's lore. Um, There's there's origin story. So we were traveling back from a family trip on Monday evening, and... We had a delay out of Orlando, an hour and a half delay. Now, when your connection is Uh-oh. like an hour, right, which seems reasonable <laughs> in this day yeah. and age, an hour, if you just kind of know what you're doing and you boppity bop, bop, bop from gate to gate, that's no issue. As somebody who travels very regularly, like, man, I've done like 27 minute layovers yeah, yeah. before. Um, but it's tight, the, but you can do it. The delay was on the airline. 
And then we were delayed getting into Atlanta and then we missed our flight to Milwaukee. Now I ran like Tom Cruise in every movie he's ever been in (laughs) through the airport Got to the gate. Would you leave seven. Dario with the kids? I did, like, and I was like, I'm going to go hold the plane, basically, right? Like, um, jumping over turnstiles and whatnot. <laughs> like, yeah, it was like this is what I trained for. And I get there at 7:26. The plane was supposed to leave at 7:34. So you're inside that 10 minute window. But it was six of us in our traveling party. There were two other people going to Milwaukee. And Mm -hmm. then we saw three other people trying to make the Milwaukee flight. And so I don't understand how it can be cost effective for these airlines to then have to purchase hotel rooms for all of us. Hotel rooms for that other party. Food vouchers for all of us. So we're talking about like 12 people, 11 people that you're now making accommodations for. If you just had held the plane by five to ten minutes. Give me ten minutes. We're all on it. We're all getting home, right? Like, I don't understand how this all works. So, so that was my frustration this week was like, why don't they have a window of, especially if it's their flight, their yes, flight and they, right? connection. Right? You can see it on the little mappy map, right? Here like, you know where it is. <laughs> it's So I don't understand, like, how these airlines work. And I just, like, wanted to issue a warning for people this time of year that, like, they ain't waiting. You know, like sometimes you'll sit on a plane and they'll be like, we've got a few people coming in from Albuquerque and that flight is slightly delayed. So we're just going to hang for about 10 minutes until they can get on the plane. Happy holidays, folks. Right? How come? <laughs> well, especially since sometimes you hear the captain, this is captain speaking, we're going to make up a little time in the air. 100%. Just a little bit. Yeah. Tailwind. Throttle up a little bit. Yeah. Clear sky should right? be getting yeah. you into Milwaukee early tonight. Uh, Merry Merry, Christmas, again, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. We're going to travel at 550 miles an hour. We're going to take that so up why to 575. You, and why do all the pilots sound like John Tesh? <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what you want to hear, right? They're super calm and chill. So, so again. Is, is that a change in protocol? Why would they be different now? Is it just because 49,000 flights are taken off today? Today that there are this many taking off. Let me offer you one possible explanation: is you if you get bumped from your slot in the queue to take off, particularly at Hartsfield when you're talking about Atlanta, like you're I screwed. think that's still the busiest airport in the country, right? Atlanta, yep. you would think New York, but that's split into two or and, three, yeah, right? And LAX. So, but if you miss your spot in the queue, if you get bumped out of that, that could put you way off. Sure. Track. So it's not might not be as simple as. Uh, just 10 minutes out because you might not be able to make that cue again for another hour. And maybe you have pilots out there who listen to the station who can call in we and do, weigh we in do. and we let us know. Yep. Um, but I also said, I understand early in the morning when there's that domino effect of this delay will affect that delay will right. affect that delay, right? Like the one that's going back and forth from Atlanta to Milwaukee is literally just ping-ponging between the two cities, right? So that would delay the next one and the next one and the next one. But at 734... There's, there's nobody after you. Just hang you know in what there. I mean? Hang in there for a So just, it was like, so anyway, this is my warning to everybody that, you know, it's don't cut it close. It's, you know, going to be a busy holiday season. And, uh, you know, enjoy the, enjoy the airport hotel in Atlanta if your travels go like ours did on Monday evening. A little bonus day. Yeah, bonus vacation day. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. See Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas.